Hello everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Primetime here, here with the latest news around animation and pop culture. Hopefully everyone is having a wonderful day, no matter where you are around the world. I apologize I haven't uploaded anything last week. There was a few errors going on within the podcast that I was able to fix. It was able to make this um, recording more functional as of today so far. So there was a few technical difficulties. I don't know what happened. As far as I know, when it comes to using the app, there's some type of glitch. But I was able to um, to just like fix a few things in order to make this more like organized as possible, basically. So it's a good thing that um, it, the end result was basically just fixed the the, the the recording as well as the few more technical errors that were like going on right now. So, but at least, but at least I'm back basically. So let's get started with your latest news. Now, our first latest news comes from PCGamer.com that the latest GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition has just been released and, and so far what many people were calling it as a mess. Now the Trilogy is a riff of with a, which seems to be have enough bugs making it look like Cyberpunk 2077 but in Rockstar version. Which the game was just been released this week and is currently unavailable to purchase after Rockstar removed it from the purchases links from its website. Is filled with the graphical glitches. Players are catalog cataloging these issues and other intentional funny funny problems all over social media and sharing their their disbelief, amusement, and confusion. It didn't take long for people to start finding a assortment of issues with high different definition remarks that Rockstar's three classic games. Players are, ca- are capturing footage of blending rain effects, invisible bridges, and apparently sp- spontaneous blood pools, ridiculous crambling, camera angles, and questionable changes from the original version of the game, and much more. For the most parts of these issues haven't prevented pl- people from running it. But it's not a good sign this early into the release. One of one of the odd things players are reporting is the frequent misspellings of city signs and other posters that some have suggested that looks like the game has been rushed done by the automatic uh, automated program instead of instead of a human. For example, a Mexican restaurant in GT San Andreas now spells enchilojas instead of enchiladas, for example. Similarly to the car repair shop offers repairs as bear boxes instead of gear boxes. And then, and then in contrast to those confusing changes, Rockstar decided to leave a GT San Andreas mission where, the char- where a character takes you with, with hunting down an apparent gay man to hide a prior relationship with him completely intact. It's a good, not a good for, for, for the male Rockstar. I th- there was also, I think there was one person who mentioned that um, there was a misspelling of perfume. They misspelled it with an I. <laughs> and I, there was another one where um, I seen, I seen them myself. There was another glitch where it has like a few of the um, in San Andreas. There's like a few of you know, you, you know, in San Andreas, you go to like. CJ's neighborhood, you see all the gangsters walking around. Yeah, they their necks are stretching up, stretching up. It looks like they're fucking pasture. 
and then there's like a one scene you can see a rider one of the characters from San Andreas riding on a bike and it looks like um, it looks like he's um, it's to say that his arms are far are far away with the handles he's, they're just extending his arms to the fucking handles it looks really really bizarre there was one take where one of the um, when you play San Andreas this is one um, barbershop you go to just to get a haircut for one mission and he and you see get him from an old barbershop apparently in GTA in this remake they made him a bit more younger <laughs> than the original I don't know why the hell would they do that basically there are all sorts of glitches going on so far I think there was like impossible missions you can't do I believe it seems impossible to do and by far as what I see so far, I think I also heard that um, they got um, many players were saying that they got rid of they got rid of the original GTA purchases off of Steam and replaced it with the trilogy version. And I looked it up and it, it, it's true. They literally they literally um, get rid of the original um, GTA's in order to um, replace it with these uh, standalone remakes that, that makes it a lot more goofier than what it really is basically and then I also heard that there's like a lot of people within the mod community that there a few of their mods are being taken down by Rockstar for some reason we're not sure why um, Rockstar decides to do this but apparently what I hear so there's, many, there's a few speculations to see why they're doing this. One speculation is that they're mostly targeting for um, for texture mods, basically, to make the game look good and more modern. And some people are saying they're mostly doing that because of because of hey GT trilogy, hey we can't let some random dude who modded a good texture than us, so we might as well just like flag them, whatever, us, despite the jealousy or whatever. Is what I heard from many people in the community, but overall. The game looks pretty ridiculous at this point, honestly. I mean, I, I hardly even care about the launch. Some people do care because they want to play the original GTAs within a, within a new, clean, shiny um, spectacles or whatever, but this isn't the case. I think there was also one, there was also another uh, weird texture where you see CJ's girlfriend for one mission and in, within, the, within the definitive edition she looks old <laughs> she looks really old despite her from the original looks pretty young basically and there's one character from GT Vice City Candy yeah, I think she was busy in like a supermodel or whatever uh, apparently um, they watered her down basically like she was really 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 look like a monster honestly compared to the original basically I don't know what the hell they did to her but what I, could, I think there was also one glitch that they did was that um was um I can't remember it was like something about a hot dog or whatever they replaced a funny phrase and we got the phrase it was it has, it has meat in it basically the word they replaced the word meat to heat and I forgot what I forgot what the phrase was, but it was a joke, a little a little dirty joke. But then they replaced it to heat, basically, which is which is pretty stupid, honestly. This is GTA. It's, it's supposed to be like this, basically. Everything's everything's supposed to be like um, like over exaggerated, basically, of reality, in exaggeration. But 
apparently they failed that attempt. I mean, look, if, if, the, if something isn't fixed or something is already there, just don't try to fix it if it looks, if it's already there. Don't fix that isn't broken. Apparently, that's how it is so far. The game seems very rushed as of this point, basically. It's very, very rushed. I highly recommend you not get this one. There's many compilations of how of how many people were um, were pointing fun at the textures, how many missions that were being corrupted, and the way how um, uh, other scenes seems a bit more unappealing as far as I know so far. But overall, this might be a bit of a disaster. So a bit of a disaster for Rockstar. I mean, it's. It's just a complete mess, basically. I mean, hopefully they're able to fix this mess. I'm pretty sure they're not going to do that because they're going to focus more on either GTA 5 online update or Red Dead Redemption 2 online, whatever, instead of instead of just fixing this stuff. If they do, then I'll be surprised they do, but at this point, I don't think they got to fix it or whatever. You're a rock star. Yeah, I don't think they got to fix this one. Which I appreciate them fixing it. That trilogy I'm pretty sure not gonna do that basically. Now our next set of news comes from CBR.com that <clears throat> Maxwell Adams, the creator of the Hit Cartoon Ever series, uh, the Grim the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, says that Adult Swim's current president fired him for quote unquote ruining Cartoon Network's brand. According to Maxwell Adams, which said that he's unlikely to work with Adult Swim because the Network's current president once blamed him for ruining Cartoon's brand, firing him shortly afterwards. Adams, who regularly answered his fans' questions on his Tumblr on his Tumblr account, revealed this story in in response to an anonymous question asking if he ever considered making any shows for Adult Swim, which he stated in a quote. <clears throat> I have a couple ideas that I think would kill on the Lost Whim, according to what Adam, Adams wrote. But since the current president is the guy who gave me a public dressing down for ruining Kurt Edwards' brand with my, and I quote, this is what this is what he wrote, hateful fart cartoon before promptly firing me. Such a collaboration seems unlikely incredibly unlikely. The current president of Adult Swim, Michael Uwiling, I can't pronounce his name, last name, apologies for that, creator of Har- creator of Harvey Bird, attorney at law, who has worked for a cartoon work in variety capacity since the creation in 1992. Michael was a senior vice president of development and programming at Cartoon Network from 2006 to 2008. The Grim Adventures of Billy Mandy ended around 2007, a 2008 TV movie under Fist Halloween, Halloween Bash was meant to be a pilot for a spin-off series, but since the series was ultimately cancelled, it seems that the Fist cancellation concludes with Adam's ref- rather than intense sounding firing. It's it's curious that the that um, the, the current person would blame Billy and Mandy for ruining car- the cartoon for brands. The cartoon about two children and their best bud, the Grim Reaper, was one of the Necro's most popular shows in the 2000s, and it launched the careers 
artists such as C.H. Greenblatt's Chowder, Tons Van Oms, the creator of Chowder, and the Marvelous Adventures of the Flapjack, respectively, you could single it out of the darker and arguably more more mean-spirited than most cultural original programmings. But the the quote-unquote hateful for cartoon descriptor is an odd one, since leaving Cartoon Network and Adams has worked at Disney's Fish Hooks and Warner Brothers Animations on Bonicula and Tea Times Go, which does air Cartoon Network, and two Scooby-Doo movies. He attempts to produce his own independent post-apocalyptic adult puppet show called Dead Meat by Kickstarter, but the production fell apart due to the issues with expenses and contracts. He's been on good enough terms with the current Cartoon Network management to attempt to pitch a pilot for a Billy Mandy sequel movie this past summer, though the pitch was ultimately rejected due to kids today not being familiar enough with the series. Which, that's, that's understandable. That's, that's reasonable, honestly. I mean, I'm pretty sure kids these days will remember the show as much as I did or read it, whatever. They, they won't experience how much like interesting stuff the show brings, basically. It, it was a good it was a good show. I'll give you that. Yeah, it was a good show. But at time, but it it is what it is. I'll I'll give you that. It is what it is. It's 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 like it's it's what the industry has always has been so far there. Cause court, I'll, I'll tell you this, Cartoon Network isn't what it used to be. It's back there. It's what you said. Basically, I mean I know we're older adults already, or like older teenagers when we watch Cartoon Network and many other shows. It wasn't as what it is back then. Right now, just we just see like a few more animated shows that were and good. I just said they had this same roundish, smooth style we keep seeing so far, and it doesn't seem to be cutting out so far as what we as far as we know. It's not always it's not always like that, but at times it may seem like what we hear what we see so far with Modern Cartoon Network. But but calling this show the blame for the Cartoon Network's brand. I mean, you're saying, I mean, look, you're saying that when the network gone down a hill and they changed it to see Unreal. Huh? They lost a lot of viewership. No one wants to see Cartoon Network during 2008 because of that. And guess what? Many of their cartoons basically just either just got canceled automatically before they started this this ridiculous lineup of live action shows because again like I said before I can be fun of CN real you know you do realize it's called cartoon network right meant for cartoons and network of cartoons you do realize that right animated stuff live action is not like that <laughs> so that probably kind of I would say that ruined the brand for that time until they revived the back for 2010 with their own stuff basically but it's interesting how that it has to be basically. Um, aside from C Unreal, how about the time where I know it was a few years, how about the time where you guys keep running Teen Titans Go for like almost every single day? Like the rest of the day, just nothing but Teen Titans Go and hardly any variety. Huh? What the heck is that? You'll probably might show like one or two shows for like at least like eight of the minutes and then back to Teen Titans Go. Yeah, that, that didn't ruin the brand. Cartoon Network, more like Teen Titans Go Network. 
So, calling this ruin the brand for Cartoon Network? Mm, I really don't see that. Honestly, I really don't see how this is gonna ruin the brand for it, honestly. I mean, do you, do you, do you honestly think this show ruins the brand? No, as the article says, it brought in more creators such as C.H. Greenblatt, the Peter Chowder, and the other guy who created um, Mario's Misadventures of Flapjack. Th- those shows were like the hit. It created those phenomenal shows. I still remember those shows and they're really great. Chowder with his amazing f- f- fourth wall breaking and his, and his clever jokes. I really like the jokes on that show. Flapjack with his obscured imagery and the way how how the story kind of like blends with pirate with like like, bon- like um, pirates and whatever, whatever and like ridiculousness with his like his fascination with candy or whatever how it's all riches or whatever it's it's just an interesting show to me and without those shows you wouldn't have Adventure Time regular show Steven Universe because look for those of you who don't know um, those shows came from those shows basically because when you because sometimes creators you come from like working used to work on other shows basically and that's how it goes because that's kind of like the hollow cycle was it wasn't always like that but that's kind of how it is where creators used to create their own show before they do that they just used to work on the other shows basically it's how it is basically just to build up the portfolio and more experience as far as I know and it's no joke it, it didn't ruin the brand it just spreads more more creativity and more shows like these basically and, it, and these shows are very memorable honestly I do remember them with all heart basically and let me tell you I would have considered Billy and Manny as a hateful fart cartoon um I wouldn't take you seriously if you called this show a hateful fart cartoon emphasis on the word fart <laughs> I mean yeah the show has a lot of disgusting scenes at times. I remember there's a few scenes that were very unpleased and disgusting, but that's how the show was basically. Or almost any Coaster Network show, just basically disgustingness. Except for the modern ones, they're not really that disgusting. It's just more like clean, fresh brand and stuff basically. And Nuclear has changed after the end of, uh, of Flatjack and Chowder basically. It's drastically changed. Nothing like that basically. But whatever. Whatever. I mean, I mean, to the point where you get rejected by them for you pleasing them for a sequel of of the show. Mm, that's kind of harsh. I mean, you're still working for them, Nipper. As of right now, I don't know what you're working on so far, but I'm, but I'm, I'm still assuming that Adams is still working on the network, basically, and and he still has his like like this. I don't, I don't know if he's allowed to say that. But at this point, does he really care? Because because that's what he feels all these years as he keep continuing working for the Cartoon Network or like any other studio. I mean, it's, it's it sucks honestly. It sucks honestly. I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess some people might say, oh, it probably won't fit the the current demographic or whatever. Basically, I mean, look at the shows they're producing. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, like Cartoon Network changed drastically from that, basically being smooth, clean, and stuff, basically. But not entirely, but mo- majority of it seems likely, basically. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I don't blame the network, but that's how that's how they're controlled, basically. 
and I don't blame them the time where they say that they're probably they're, the few kids won't even recognize the show. I don't blame that either. I don't get it either. But overall, it's just overall for me how I feel is that sometimes you have to be expecting and expecting to be aware of what's gonna happen with your properties basically because you never know how an executive is gonna feel with your show and how they're gonna run off with it. I think it depends on the um, the current time that it was going through basically. I'm pretty sure that might be the um, the reasonable thing to do is that um, before you pitch a show, make sure how, make sure if the network or the winds changing when it comes to like pop culture topic where it's around its content slowly changing, make sure you catch the opportunity before it's gone. Because sometimes it happens with a couple of creators, a couple of people, and it ends up being like either a disaster or a cancellation. Basically, it happens all the time, but it is what it is. Right now, it's slowly changing things to streaming services, so. Maybe he'll have a shot to that or whatever. Hopefully, Max Adams, I wish you the best of luck. If anybody except for a streaming service, best of luck to you, buddy. Hopefully, your independent show might be able to pick up by HBO Max or any other streaming services. So hopefully, that brings you like a better ending. Now, our last story for today comes from... <clears throat> I can't pronounce this website. Pops, Popsi, Popsi, something like that, Popsi.com, that YouTube has announced its removal of the dislike counter. Earlier this week, YouTube has announced in the blog post that they will be starting making dislike counts on videos private. The Google-owned company said that the change was part of the ongoing goal within YouTube to make the platform more inclusive by eliminating harassment and hate. YouTube has also been changing some of these videos' monetization policies, especially around low-quality and overly commercial content targeting to kids. In late October, executives from YouTube, also along with TikTok and Snapchat, were, were called in front of the Senate to defend their efforts to protect young users from harm on other on their platforms. Earlier this year, we experimented the dislike button to see whether or not change changes would could or could help better to protect the creators from harassment and reduce the dislike attacks where people work to drive up to the number of dislikes on the creators videos the youtube team wrote as part of the experiment viewers could still see the dislike button but because the count was not visible to them we found that they were less likely to target a video's dislike button to drive up the count. A dislike button it's, itself is staying, is staying put so viewers can count to dislike videos to tune their recommendation algorithm. Creators can view their exact dislike account on YouTube Studio under the engagement tab. Overall, it's much likely that to cause stress and embarrassment if the account is invisible. To the public, according to Matt Cobalt, the creator illusionist at YouTube, explained in a video, YouTube also claims that the smaller creators and those just getting started have typically been victims of these kinds of dislike attacks, pushing back against the comments on its Twitter post that said that would this change would likely to be a favor of large brands and corporations. Cobalt in the video also jokingly shrugged. Of comments poking fun at the 2018 YouTube re- renewed 
or rewind sorry about that for being the most disliked video on the platform it currently has also 19 million dislikes which he mentioned that we heard during the experiment and so you have used the public dislike count to help decide whether or not to watch the video the youtube team wrote however Koval noted that the video that's researchers at YouTube found that the dislike count did not impact video views. We know that you might not agree with this decision, but we believe that there that this is the right thing to do for the platform. And I believe it's not the right thing to do for that platform at all. As the person gives examples that I watched the video with this person did and guess what he said? He said, look at this is Oh, look at um, look at TikTok and look at uh, look at Instagram. They have no likes. They have hearts. It is true. Well, you could talk, you could talk smack on either comments or just make a video about them, tagging them. Cause look, we humans, we learn how to innovate. Basically, if something is taken from us, we innovate or we um, how do you say? Aside from innovate, we basically just like come up with things in order to get around that system basically and that's how we university function basically like if YouTube like I hear some people say I think one of my YouTubers says it, that um that if that's the if that's the choice some people some person getting the conversation is gonna be like oh like oh I'm um the comment section for this video please dislike me if you dislike this video that's a good that's a that's an interesting idea to do so or or some people might like do some videos on the um on the video whatever to look because look for me i just think it's a stupid idea i just think it's look, you guys might think differently i just think it's a stupid idea because look the people got a point there are a few times that corporations getting a lot of this like for their products and trust me a lot of the products deserve to be disliked because either unfair prices, disgusting graphics, and the promises, and so much and so more basically. Or or some at times if a company makes a mistake and they don't own it up properly, then I'm pretty sure they gotta get the memo of getting disliked. It's a way to get the message saying that hey these viewers do not like this. You might as well listen to them. But that's the that's the theory. No, the thing is that the way how the way how um this person mentions that oh it's not because of their YouTube rewind video. I'm the way how this person looks Koval it looks like he it looks like it's actually the truth that maybe it might be because of the YouTube rewind is getting a lot of dislikes. I mean that might that might be the reason why you guys announced this year that oh we're we're not gonna do YouTube rewind ever again because of that seems pretty interesting interesting like you mentioned that hmm, I'm pretty sure you guys are still shady about that and I and, and no one even mentions about YouTube Rewind during that video came out basically they just brought it upon themselves they just brought it up the topic basically which makes them a bit more like paranoid honestly and then there's like then there's this interesting opinion is that um what if a creator did something so wrong what do you do what do you do if facebook decides to i mean facebook, if youtube already has a policy of no creator harassment despite the fact you're giving them your your opinion 
and your um, your argument basically that it seems very very valid and reasonable basically instead of just being harassed and talk smack if you don't have that option what are you gonna do just like the video you can't see the count all the creators does it I'm pretty sure a lot of creators won't won't even care or see the dislike counts on their YouTube studio I'm pretty sure they won't care about that why? because I'm pretty sure they won't care and I mean you already have the you already have the option to to disable the like and dislike button as well as the comment section I see a lot of videos does that basically I mean, either corporations or other big creators doing it basically it seems pretty shady and what you gotta do honestly let's for example let's say um let's see the tires let's see something tragic happen in a video basically let's let's say um let's see uh, let's say hmm could be a good example let's see oh the one time where that mom pretends to hurt the mom and the I think the kid pretends to cry and people and she got caught because she was because in the video she there she's literally telling the kid hey cry more cry more and we only saw her um, her faking it basically and then she got a lot of dislikes and she was able to make a response to that basically see look responses I mean dislikes actually make a response aside from making other videos or comments basically something like that or there might be other times where like any stuff happens to, to people doing some things like let's say um let's see a let's see like this young this this young hip creator pulls a prank on an elderly elderly person basically and badly damage them basically. Wouldn't the creator learn his lesson if he sees that this, if people don't even like their video because of what this person did? Comment section, the dislike button actually gives opinions on things basically. Yeah, there's dislike rates, but guess what? Guess what? That's the price to pay. Sometimes good things have a price. Sometimes things you want to give a message has a price. Everything has a price. That's one thing that corporations do not understand. Things that they do is, they think is going to be good has a price. And if almost anything is not fixable, basically. If something is fixed, guess what? Other problems occur, basically. That's the thing I'm, I always believe. You fix something, there's always about to be problems that comes with it. No matter what. And that's how it is, basically. And, and I heard this small majority of people, what I heard so far is that, that uh, there's a few content creators, most of them are basically starting out, who are quote unquote um, can handle um, criticism basically or something like that. I remember one of my YouTubers were featuring a um, was featuring a news that a small commentary YouTuber was. Um, was giving his points on another one and the other guy who gets criticism of that content creator and and guess what he basically shut down his video because the dude has 300 subscribers and he has like I don't know 1800 subscribers I mean what I'm trying to say is is that um creators nowadays seems very very sensitive these things honestly very sensitive very very sensitive and it seems as if that um that might be the choice. 
be the choice, honestly, because we live in a sensitive world or whatever. But aside from that, I mean, it's ridiculous. Some people might defend it, but that's how it is, honestly. We have criticisms. We have things that we have to give our opinions to, and we have things that we feel as if needs to be criticized. You know, to get to the point, honestly. But YouTube getting rid of the dislike button is you're taking away the criticism, you're taking away the argument, whatever. I still think this might happen, basically. And I know some people will say that oh, YouTube does a lot of drastic changes to their to their um, their website, and at times people just at times over time usually just people just brush off say eh, whatever. I mean. That is pretty, that's pretty much true. YouTube sometimes do some ridiculous changes and, and over a few over a few weeks, people just gonna say, eh, just brush it off. It is how it is, honestly, but but I'm pretty sure YouTube's not gonna listen because they know for a fact that YouTube's more pleasing to the um, children's audiences because they, because they have to follow the, um, the FCC's policy to protect children's data. I mean, you have you have Facebook for easy taking uh, taking everyone's data no matter what. Honestly, because they kind of still getting away with it. I mean, heck, Mark Zuckerberg already announces the metaverse having us virtual reality stuff and guessing they, they're going to take basically cloning our bodies and just like, like taking our data from that. Basically, they go, this person is this side, this person is this way, this person looks like this, this person has this type of facial or whatever. I mean... <laughs> Data is data, honestly, and just sell to other corporations to get more money and more advertisements, honestly. Because data mining is all about that, basically. And the FCC doesn't know what the current trend is because, look, if you see the people who is in charge of the FCC, they're old geezers. A majority of them are basically old. They hardly understand the internet, honestly. And they don't know the rights and wrongs about it. That's the thing that, that we that we see so far is that these old geezers do not understand how it is, honestly. This is the way how it is with our Congress, honestly. They're just a bunch of old geezers hardly even know what's outside of what the American society is, honestly. As as majority of Americans are mostly around like their their early 30s, 20s, basically. And they don't even know how to relate relate to them, basically. Or anything about that. It's kind of it's kind of sad, honestly. But it is what it is. Now, that's it for today's video. Um, that's it for today's podcast. Everyone, sorry about that. I'm just, I'm just kind of upset with this YouTube stuff. Honestly, I mean, I'm glad I'm not on YouTube. Honestly, in that platform because there's a lot of problems with that platform. Honestly, as far as I heard so far, as well as Twitch. But I mean, it's a good thing I'm on a podcast with with like. With other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever. I don't hear any heinous stuff from these guys as well, as far as I know so far. But who knows, honestly. But overall, hope you guys liked today's episode. Make sure you guys follow or subscribe to our podcast. Make sure you guys follow our Twitter account, Animation9010, for more updates of upcoming episodes. So, this I usually do this around Saturday or Sunday, which I get most of the most of the news throughout the week so far to give you guys more news like that. So this is Animation Nation. I'm your host, Prime Time here. Hopefully, get to see you guys next week. So, have a wonderful day and stay safe. Goodbye.